0: Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show. I have a very special guest. His name is Ryder Lee, and he came to my attention through a friend, Daniel, and Ryder runs the Listen Raised by Giants YouTube channel. But I listened to him today on a show I've been on discussing my books. It's uh, Forbidden Knowledge News. So you can check that out. I'll put a link into the show that I listened to, but I just found out he's done like eight shows with them. I didn't know of the totality. But some familiar themes and names have popped up. He's done his homework. He understands the difference between actual real research, written down facts, and kind of myth. So I, I list, when I was listening to the show today, I kind of saw some familiar things that I've been interested in. Is what is propaganda, PSYOP, as opposed to actual real stuff. So we're going to talk more about that. So Ryder, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me on, William. I'm excited to speak with you. I uh, appreciate the invite. And uh, yeah, let's jump cool. into it, my friend.
0: Awesome. So for people who haven't heard those shows or maybe heard your name, can you kind of talk a little bit about your background, how you put together Raised by Giants and what got you interested in these kinds of subjects like mind control, remote assassins? And the remote assassins is real because I we I have mm-hmm. some information on that too. But and uh, kind of like mind control programs. Can you talk about that?
1: Yes, of course. So really, when I started my show, I just was talking about things that I thought were interesting to me, you know, so I brought on an array of people. And uh, the first five shows that I ever did was with people that I personally knew, like that I personally met that were in the spiritual community that were, uh, you know, in the spiritual concepts and thought provoking ideas, and then it just kind of evolved. And, I interviewed some of the secret space program people, some of the super soldier people in the beginning, because I I never really believed that stuff, but I just found it interesting, you know, but it never really made any kind of sense to me. And now my show's really just evolved over time and it's turned into a, a, a real researching and bringing on guests that I think are legit, You know, because there's a lot of nonsense that is uh, perpetuated in this community. And I think the nonsense is cover up for real operations that are going on, like MKUltra, like uh, implanted memories, like screened memories. And whenever you research a lot of this stuff back, dude, you realize that these thoughts and these ideas and these concepts that we constantly regurgitate in this community comes from a certain source. Right. If you track back that source, you realize that those people that created the, the terminology that we use has had absolutely no idea what they were talking about. Right. Like screen memories, um, missing time all came from Bud Hopkins in his book in 1981, Missing Time. Right. And then after that book drops, everyone starts coming out and be like, oh, hey, like, I think I have some missing time, too. You know, like, uh, oh, I think I have uh, some screen memories going on. And then uh, with the, the gray alien uh, phenomenon as well, that came from Whitley Strieber's book Communion. No one talked about gray aliens before that book came out. Right. It wasn't in the zeitgeist of, uh, of the population and the consciousness of the people in the world. And then that book Communion drops and then all of a sudden people are all seeing gray aliens. You know, so there's a phenomenon that's going on, not only in this community, but in society as a whole. And I call it egregores, and I'm sure you're familiar with the term egregore. It's an occult term that basically means that whatever energy, thoughts and ideas that you put behind a concept, thought or idea manifest in your reality, regardless if it's real or not real. And that's how a lot of things in this community and how our reality is shaped and based is based off of thought forms, energies, and ideas that we put into these um, into these ideas, right? And then it manifests in our reality. So I think that that's how a lot of this stuff works and unfortunately how a lot of the Alternative community works. A thought and an idea is just put out to the public. And then when enough people believe in that thought idea, it manifests in a reality. And that's how we get a lot of the tropes and the ideas that we uh, regurgitate in the community and it creates this snowball effect. And then another generation of people or another person comes in and compiles their information upon previously established information. And then it just becomes something that it was not intended to be.
0: Right. So it just kind of grows. It gets bullhorned. It echo chambers online and it turns into cults. Like I did an interview with a guy who literally had the online cult, but it was almost like a, like a witch's brew of all these concepts and themes that had, had kind of uh, come out of the internet by all these different people. Like people were being cloned and there was mind control and, and underground bases. So like Schneider was the guy with the underground bases. It turns out Schneider was out of his mind. Like He was like cut off his own finger and killed himself. And that was covered in detail. I did an interview, uh, Saucers, Spooks and Kooks that talks about that, but how, but that's not just that these ideas come out of certain Non, uh, so-called non-fiction or fiction books, but they're also encouraged, kind of by intel agencies too, right? There's a little bit of a sprinkling of that too. Is that right?
1: That's exactly what's going on, and and they're they're covering up things that are very real in our reality. And a lot of these people, they use terms that are like real terms, and then they manipulate it and turn it in again into something that it's not like looking glass technology. I've talked about this uh, several times on my show and on other interviews, but it's a perfect example, right? Looking Glass, they people in the community say that Looking Glass technology is something that the government has developed that gives them the ability to look backwards in time or look forwards in time to see what events are going to play out, and then they can change their. what they're doing according to what the technology sees is going to happen in the future. Well, that's a bunch of fairytale bullcrap nonsense, right? Operation looking glass is actually a air force program started in 62 to arm space with a command post with the ability to launch nukes from earth. Right. And they, they've taken all these ideas and these kinds, just like the stargate, project the, with the remote viewers and, and the psychics and stuff. People in the community has taken the Stargate project and manipulated that and turned it into something about actually opening up real Stargates in their reality. You know, like the Stargates that are talked about through uh, you know ancient mythology and uh, through the ancient texts and the cuneiform tablets and all that. That these gods would walk through the Stargates that would transport them to a different dimension, a different reality, a different planet or whatever. And the people in the community has taken the Stargate project Project and made it about that, made it about actually opening up real portals or opening up real Stargates in front of them and then traveling through them and stuff. But, this, but that's not what it is. A Stargate project is an actual Army Intelligence DIA program to study remote viewers and psychic abilities and ESP for intelligence data
0: collection. Right, so... Right, so there was a real one, and then it's almost like there's a fake one. Like you see that same thing in Mirage Man or something. That there's something funky going on with maybe secret plane or, you know, equipment or something like that. And then there's a fake one. Put out that I think it was Mirage Man that showed there was an intel guy and he drove somebody crazy. So like you can see that kind of. encouragement of this kind of mania for this knowledge in in the ufo community and it kind of like detaches people from being grounded it's really intense Uh, yeah detaches
1: people from reality and makes them look for something outside of themselves right and I, i feel like a lot of this stuff comes from you know people that the distrust from the government, And it's not that the government isn't covering up things and doing things wrong. They absolutely 100% are, but it's been taken to a whole other level with the community. And it's gotten to the point where, you know, that anything that the government says, anything that a three letter organization says, people automatically come out and it's like, oh, that's fake. That's not real. They're not telling the truth, which they have to tell the truth in one form or another. You know, and that's what's gotten this community so screwed up in there is that the distrust within the organizations and that's been done on purpose. They have done that on purpose so that they can manipulate uh, a different kind of community and get people looking in a completely opposite direction than the real thing that's happening on Earth.
0: Right. So they're actually deliberately trying to obfuscate or distract people. certain things to look somewhere else so and a lot of that is people it doesn't seem like this community is that aware that that deliberate uh misdirection is is taking place too like there's these people in this, and maybe that's part of the trick is that they implement these stories and then there's somebody else there to spit it out you know like it's just like almost like we are being played by a stage managed uh informational assault or something do you ever get that feeling
1: Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, there's people that set up in the community as this type of as this type of person. And this really gets into the secret space program and the uh, super soldier people, because this is exactly what it is. And people don't realize that that's actually happening and that there's these people that are there to confirm uh, their experiences that aren't real, that are made up experiences right like a a lot of these secret space program people and and super soldiers i would say a good 85 to 90 percent of them have gotten all of their memories and their thoughts and their ideas from a dream right and people don't realize how dreams work and how our subconscious works right if This happens to me almost every single night. Like if I'm going to sleep and I'm listening to a show, I'm listening to a podcast, I'm listening to a TV show, I'm watching a movie or whatever. Almost 99% of the time, I will have a dream that's somewhat related to the thing that I fell asleep to. And these people are listening to these shows about fighting aliens in space for 20 years, age regression, advanced technology, med beds, uh, time travel, and all this stuff. And then they're going to sleep to that. And then they're having a dream about it. And then they're waking up. And then they think that all the stuff that they just dreamed about was real. And then they contact the person that they were listening to on that podcast or on that show or on that YouTube channel or whatever. And then that person's job is to confirm what they just experienced. So they're just creating experiences. They're just creating memories by confirming what the other person has said. And that's like a, it's a gatekeeping type of scenario.
0: It's incredible to think that just this huge culture, I mean, it, I mean, the UFO culture is off the charts, right? is all being done so a lot of it's just kind of fake and it's a huge money maker and all that stuff and it goes back to this Corey good guy who had the whole hodgepodge of stuff that i've done shows on and then it popped up for people who don't know he had this deposition he was suing he was suing somebody so they deposed him and the revelation of what he gave out was just after all the stories he told about the blue chickens and uh, being transported up and stuff like that like it was quite a shock. I mean, it was it was a pretty uh, revelatory uh, exposure. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely, it was. And see that that whole scenario kind of ruined my plans with what I was trying to do. I, I was trying to subtly make it absolutely clear that the secret space Pro- program people and uh, super soldier assets are clearly making things up. And I was trying to compile evidence and bring people on my show to support that uh, subtly. You know, because you can't, it's, you can't just come out and attack these uh, people, because then they just double down on their stuff, and then they go back and, and they use the whole MK Ultra thing and the torture and all that that they supposedly went through to, uh, you know, reinforce their space adventures and their 20 and back wackadoo stories, right? right? So the Corey Good depositions drop; they all get released. There's six of them. And the first one that got released was the third one, which was the really the, the most damaging to Corey based off of his experiences that he's led the public to believe. You know, he's led the public to believe that all of his experiences were physical, real experiences. And he basically lays out in those depositions that he's never been to space, never lived on any other planet. He made up the 20 and back program. He made up Dark Fleet. That they're a part of his creations. That it's a part of his IP, his uh, his Bible, his, uh, his that comic book that he wrote. That he's using in a deposition as some kind of defense, like waving it around, like it's a part of my IP. It's a part of my creation. He also talks about that the amchar aren't uh, that are the amchar that he communicates with. That he led people to believe was a species from inner earth, a physical species, weren't real. It was a part of his imagination, a part of his meditation process, and that. Everybody else that talks about the secret space program is LARPers or live action role players, which was the, the, the head at home type of scenario. And he's completely right because I can't find anybody. And I've done a lot of research on this and I've brought others on my show to confirm this. I can't find anyone that was talking about 20 and back, programs uh time travel in space fighting aliens in space for 20 years all this type of nonsense before 2012 In 2012 is when uh cory good officially came out on the internet it was a part of project avalon which was a split off from po- project camelot it was a forum and his first interview was in 2012, and then people were like, oh, well, Randy Kramer was talking about 20 and back programs before Corey Good." No, he wasn't. His first, Randy Kramer's first interview came from Michael Sala in 2014. Uh, August of 2014 is when that interview dropped, and then they try and come back. Well, William Tompkins and Bob Dean was uh, talking about this stuff bef- before Corey Good was, and I'm like, well, yeah, they were, but they weren't talking about Time travel, twenty and back, nonsense, fairy tale, fighting aliens in space for twenty years, age regression, nonsense. They were talking about a legitimate, rudimentary secret space program that has been going on since the early '60s. Yeah,
0: right, so there is well, a real, in real world, secret space program that the United States came forward, and now we have like a what a fifth uh, part of our military now space is acknowledged. But there was always a space program. I grew up in Northern California. I know somebody who worked on that. And they were literally showing, I mean, they were trying to do crazy stuff with satellites. They were trying to weaponize satellites and stuff like that back in the 80s. So this is not um this is not science fiction. It's science fact.
1: But there again, the the secret space program assets with all these crazy stories has has taken that secret space program title and that secret space program name and turned it into something completely different to get people off the track of the actual militarization of space, the weapons that we could be using in space, the tracking that could be in space, the weaponization of satellites like you were just talking about, you know, who knows what they've been do- actually really doing in space because all we've gotten is this nonsense Right. Space travel, time travel stuff that throws people off of the trail of real independent research. And that's another thing that the secret space program asset people did is they threw real researchers off because the, the secret space program, the real rudimentary secret space program researchers were actually making some headway in the community. They were starting to get some proofs and some uh, some real evidence that we've been doing secret missions in space, which makes a lot of sense. And then I personally believe that these three letter organizations and the, the government and all that were like ah oh, no 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 no, we can't be having this. we can't be you know giving people the actual real truth. So what we'll do is we'll let these secret space program asset, people create their own stories about what's happening in space that has mind you that has zero evidence that has zero backing there's not been one shred of evidence that any of these secret space program or these super soldiers testimonies are real at all zero evidence
0: Yeah. yeah and one of the things i was trying to reference earlier is this book really good tony russo dragged into the light People can check this out. I've done the interview, but it's kind of the same thing. Like this woman who ran this, she never met with anybody in person, but she had it all down reptilian shape shifter and super soldiers. And, uh, you know, people who had been like on their fourth clone. I mean, it was really something else and it ended kind of tragically, but people have to really watch out. Like it's become kind of like an alternate religion or something kind of strange, kind of new uh in the new kind of uh, what would be the word like uh, internet age religion or something like that, this a lot of this stuff, even though a lot of it's real, like the real mind control stories and mind control tests and crazy drugs and stuff all turned out to be real, but this other stuff though with the aliens and you know cryptids and all of that stuff it's just all baloney it's all myth people but people are into it man. it's huge it's a huge industry and one of the interesting things i remember from goods um deposition is that he like stated that wilcox had some kind of stream where he made four to five million dollars I and mean, you want to talk about motivating to come up with a good line or a good story i would say that's a pretty healthy motivation would you
1: Absolutely. Then he also yeah. talks about, you know, how see he's, he's really pissed off in this whole deposition is because he's not making as much money as Wilcock and he's not making as much money as he once was because of these Internet influencers that are coming out and saying that his stories are fake and made up. See, people have been saying that his stories are fake and made up since 2017. C.W. Chanter uh, was one of the first people to come out and say, hey, this dude's just making all this shit up. And uh, then following that, there was a few other people that uh, came out. His producer of uh, Cosmic Disclosure uh, came out and said that he was making it all up. And then he decides to turn around and sue everybody for like, you know, slandering his name and making it to where he can't make a million dollars, which it wasn't exactly a million dollars. that He said he made it was like nine hundred thousand dollars on his very first course, which he didn't even write.
0: It's a tidy sum. Those are huge numbers. Like it just shows you the enormity of that field. Like people are willing to throw down that much money. I remember a story when I was researching him four years ago. Is that like somebody paid for him to move to Boulder? Like his supporters threw down like nine or ten thousand dollars. Like that's not chump change. That's real money. Like people are. Th- and I mean, I would say that there was a lot of people who, if he made all the stories up, there's some serious fraud uh, claims. There are civil fraud claims. I would say. But... Well, we
1: don't know if he actually made absolutely everything up. I think that he took ideas and thoughts from a lot of people that were in the community and then based his, uh, his own made up stories off of what other people were talking about. I think that's the majority of it, but I'm sure he did create some of the titles and some of the ideas for what he did. But again, that was based on, none of these people have an original thought or an original idea in their head. If they did, it would die from uh, die of loneliness. Right. So they have to compound upon, other people's information to create their own, which is very easy to do when you have all these fantastical things going on and supposedly in space, you know, you can create whatever alien species you want and uh, abduction scenario that you want. You can say that a UFO landed in your backyard and took you, which Corey Good has claimed on several occasions that a UFO landed in his backyard and he went and got on in and traveled and all this stuff and met with all these physical aliens so it's it's really easy to do and it is about the money it's all about the money with these people and it's a it's a solid grift and i think that that's where the community is going to start changing because we're we're starting to get back into the research sector of of these stories right it's not just about because for a really long time the shift happened right the shift happened in around 2014 where all these conferences they just had researchers right all these big ufo conferences there was a few experiencers and a few people that were there telling stories and stuff but then it just became for about five to six years nothing but experiencers nothing but storytellers nothing but these fantastical claims with zero proof and zero evidence and now i feel like That has taken another shift that we're going back to the research evidence-based stuff, which I think is going to be really interesting. And I did a lot of digging into these MKUltra programs, 149 declassified documents of MKUltra. And then I've brought on everybody that that will possibly come on my show from the DIA Army Intelligence Stargate program which is you know studying remote viewers studying psychics studying esp abilities but what's interesting about this there's a connection here between these two programs there's a lot of intersecting things that was going on because within the 149 declassified mk ultra documents there was at least four to five subprojects that were committed to the study of psychics esp remote viewing telekinesis telepathy and Sidney Gottlieb was the head of those programs. He was the head of the MK Ultra CIA programs in the early 50s until 75, whenever it got shut down. And he was also directly responsible for funding SRI, Stanford Research Institute. The CIA was funneling money through Sidney Gottlieb to SRI to fund psychic research, ESP research and remote viewing telekinesis and, and psychic phenomena, psycho energetic phenomena. So these two things are very much connected and there are real things about these programs and it's very convoluted and it, it, there's so many switching of hands, but at one point or another, because I've read through all of the declassified documents from Girl Flame, Sunstreak, Syndicate, all the SRI documents that I could possibly get my hands on now. That doesn't mean that there isn't other documents out there. I'm just right. basing the information off what of we the have, ones that right? I have. So some yes. stuff
0: may have been top secret, above top secret. Yeah. yeah highest clearance, yeah. You don't really know. But Stop. Stop. yeah,
1: at one point, all of the intelligence community was involved in uh, some kind of uh, psychic research at one point in time and really where uh, this will probably take up a whole show, but I'm going to try and condense it here. Where a lot of it starts out is with SRI, like I was speaking about earlier, which is Stanford Research Institute, and but the government was also doing studies further back than that in parapsychology with Duke University in the 30s, uh, Parapsychology Foundation in New York in the 50s, Mind Science Foundation in the 60s, and other research foundations and centers earlier than SRI, but that was the thing that really kicked it off. And just to let people 70s, know,
0: MK Ultra was like the Manhattan Project. It was like there were universities and places all around the country doing various things, whether even in Canada, actually. The Cornell Stanford Research Institute, which is a very sizable campus. It's almost like a college on its own. It's not like someone building somewhere. It's a literal campus. And then all of these other people were involved. And a lot of these doctors were practicing psychiatrists. Uh, working in academia. Also, we're working on these side projects in different ways. So it was a super complex, ornate kind of uh, thing of studying a variety of different subjects. Like, I just found out that The Course in Miracles was part of some guy who was one of the subject uh, subprojects The Course in Miracles, which is a really just a cultural thing, but they actually, you go through and do kind of training on yourself. And it ties into Scientology, because Scientology does the same thing, where you're actually programming yourself like self-patterning stuff. It's really incredible anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. like uh self-hypnosis almost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: that's really interesting.
1: And they do that a lot within these MKUltra programs because there's this thing that it's called depatterning, which is to remove common sense, critical thinking uh from the subject's head, and then they're drugged which a lot of people don't understand, and it, and it bears repeating. I've said it on uh, many shows. I'm sure you heard me say it on uh, Chris Matthews' Forbidden Knowledge News, but it's very important that it wasn't just LSD that came out of these programs. It was an array of drugs that came out of those. Uh, antidepressants came out of the programs. Antipsychotics came out of the programs. Amphetamines came out of the programs, which is Adderall or Ritalin. And then guess what uh, happens next? We We get this... ADHD thing uh, for kids, which I—it's it's, kind of up in the air if it's not just a, a created disorder. And then they get all of these kids on Adderall and Ritalin, which came directly out of the MK Ultra program. So after they're depatterned, after they're drugged, then they get psychically driven. And uh, the official process of psychically driving someone is putting a repeated looped audio message in on the subject and no one knows what was on these looped audio repeated messages, but it could have been anything. It could have been something as simple as one sentence. It could have been a whole book who knows, but after listening to that repeated looped audio message for a really, really long time, you're going to believe whatever is on that looped audio message because you've just been depattern your, your common sense, critical thinking and uh, thought normal thinking patterns has been erased from your brain. You've just been drugged. And then, Now you're being psychically driven. So then I'm like, okay, well, if they can do that with a looped audio message, then what keeps them from doing that with a TV screen? What keeps them doing that with some kind of VR simulation that they come in and put goggles over your head and has this very realistic kind of reality going on? And that's what these secret space program and super soldier assets don't realize they all talk about mk ultra they all start out with saying oh yeah i was uh, mind fractured i was mk Ultra." well the whole purpose of mk ultra is to implant thoughts and ideas and beliefs in your head to pass them off as reality right so they're right. looking at it from the the wrong direction here
0: right you it's know? not the false memories it's the implantation of false memories right it's like they're yeah. deliberately trying to put that in people's heads and take memories away really intense stuff like Yeah, and that was the whole purpose of MKUltra in the very beginning was to
1: remove classified information from the subject's head. And the first experiments were actually done on Army intelligence personnel. And uh, they didn't know what kind of what they were being studied on or what the process was going to be. But they were just told to go to uh, this military base and you were going to be running some experiments. And they gave them this drug called BZ. This is actually really important. If you could look up what uh, if you type in BZ drug into your uh, Google, there, it'll tell you like all about it. It's like a hundred times more powerful than uh, LSD, and it basically makes people go out of their head for long periods of time. And some in they experienced uh, things to similar to um, uh, Agent Orange later on in their life. So if they can remove, if the whole purpose was to remove uh, high up politicians or um, intelligence officers or whatever, the, to remove the classified information from their heads so that they can actually quit the department and go out and live a, a, a normal life through brainwashing, then could they not turn around and implant a thought In a in a memory, it would work both ways, right? If you can take away memories and take away thoughts and ideas, then you can also implant memories, implant thoughts, implant ideas.
0: There were stories of the uh, during the Phoenix program in uh, Vietnam of this BZ being used on troops. I mean, these are rumored things. It's featured in Jacob's Ladder, this very strange movie, um, where they're like super psychedelic movie or psych, very strange, but. That's a known uh, agent, and they were testing. They were testing. CIA was doing crazy stuff. They would fly over San Francisco and release agents, and just do without really any—not just not consent, but not informed consent or consent in any way, shape, or form. So it was a strange time. A lot of people got tested on too. A lot of famous people. Whether it was um, uh, Whitey Bulger was in some tests. Uh, what was the the Unabomber was in MK Ultra tests. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Ch- Stan, Ch- uh,
1: Charles Manson too. Charles Manson,
0: just tons of people had been involuntary. There was a strange things going on at these universities. Some of these silly serial killers, it gives credence to the program to kill kind of concept, which is these guys had been like heavily drugged. There was all kinds of weird stuff going on in the Bay Area where they yeah. were acid casualties and things like that that went out and killed people. Um, So it's not outside of the realm. It's actually, yeah. I mean, there's lesser cases. There were a couple of cases outside of Santa Cruz that people believe that these guys were MK'd. They were, they were, they had either voice to school or something else was going on and their doctors were super shady. Like you would not have this one guy Lund who worked at Stanford. Like he worked on like all these serial killers. Like there's a definite correlation. It's just incredible. Like. That's just one small fraction of one small piece of this whole pie. Because I've done the whole study on you and Cameron. You and Cameron was doing all this isolation, sensory deprivation. He was practicing curare, like one of the most toxic drugs in the human history, like a nerve agent on his subjects. Like, the it's poison. It's like a nerve poison. Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah, and, and not only that, there were... Experimentations done, proven experimentations done by Sidney Gottlieb, where he unknowingly dosed uh, CIA officers with LSD. He put LSD into their alcohol and they uh, basically went out of their mind. And one gentleman actually ended up killing himself, committing suicide.
0: awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah, it's insane, and there's another one too. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it was. I some think it's kind this of... guy
0: right here. There's a really good show on about him. It's called Wormwood on Netflix. You can watch it.
1: There's another one too that was um, had something to do with an LSD aerosol, where they let off a uh, LSD hallucinogenic aerosol to a uh, a party or something and then they were unknowingly uh, dosed with LSD like that as well. So it's not only within the MK Ultra programs that they were using these kinds of drugs on. It just became an open air testing. They just started doing it yeah. to the public.
0: Yeah. There was a two one one was that they had two safe houses. One was in New York was the other was in San Francisco. It was called Operation no, Midnight Climax. And they would just bring people in and dose them and see what they did and get them prostitutes and Crazy and then follow them around and see like what were the long-term consequences. They're really looking for a truth serum, too. They are trying to figure out which drug would be the tr- the best truth serum, scopolamine LSD. Do you know what their results were after testing tons of drugs on people? But the best tr- truth serum was is give them three or four drinks. <laughs> that was really it because people can't keep their mouth shut when they're drunk. So, yeah, I mean it's, it's kind of a funny story, but that's what the CIA found after all the studies is that just get somebody drunk.
1: And that was the whole purpose of Midnight Climax as well, was to try and get uh, high up uh, politicians and people that are in the government to reveal classified information. So they used uh, brothels, they used uh, hookers, they used prostitutes uh, to try and get uh, high up officials to reveal some kind of classified information. So, yeah, they they've done it all. Uh, they, they they even the, opened up an entire hospital wing just to study and do MKUltra experiments on too. That's one of the 149 declassified subprojects of MKUltra. I really recommend anybody and, and again, it's Just because these ones have been declassified, that doesn't mean that that's all that there is. You know, they're only going to declassify things that they really want us to know. But if you look into them and you study them, you get a better understanding of what they could have really been doing. There's a lot of theories and speculation that there was another MKUltra program that was underneath The one that had been declassified that was uh, experimentation on children, which I personally believe that the MKUltra mind fracturing and the depatterning and the disassociative identity disorder, torturing them to a certain extent of near death, had a byproduct to that. I think that the byproduct of that was an unlocking of people's psychic abilities, and that's another uh, connection here to the psychic uh, programs, psychic spy programs to collect intelligence data that the that the DIA and Army Intelligence was also running. I think that they figured out that through trauma, through the compartmentalization of the brain, through having that torturing to an out of body experience or to a near death experiences unlocks something, some kind of potential within the subject, and they get access to some sort of ability that they weren't aware of before. And this is also backed up through the uh, SRI documents, through the Sunstreak documents, through the Girl Flame documents, which was just other names for the Stargate Project before it became the Stargate Project, that the Chinese were experimenting on children as well. And by the age of 12, they would just be kicked out of the program. And then also when you research back through ancient times, they would do a ritual of torture right, on children because they believed that trauma unlocked the abilities to them. And if they didn't have that trauma at a really young age to have those abilities and they get to a certain age, then they're not going to have any psychic abilities. They're not going to have intuition. They're not going to have uh, ESP or uh, any kind of uh, extrasensory perception ability. So they would do it to them young to induce this uh, ability to bring that ability to the to the forefront of people's minds. And I believe that that's exactly. What they figured out through the MK Ultra programs as well, and torturing people and getting them to this out-of-body or near-death experience where their consciousness separates from their physical body and they're standing over themselves. They figured out that that is what unlocks the psychic ability, the CSP psychoenergetics ability.
0: Wow. It's amazing. I mean it's like and that uh, the remote assassins that you talk about—it's not fake. Like I've studied and looked at Suran Suran, and he had some guy named Radio Man, who was doing something with him over a ham radio. Like just crazy stuff. Suran Hand, Suran story—the real story of Suran Suran—is mind blowing because there's like missing time. There's he can't remember stuff. He, they sit him down. He says, "I don't even know where I was. Who was who was with me? What?" And he was a super. I guess we're all on a hypnotizable spectrum so some people you could just pull hypnotized stuff on them all day and it'd be like talking to a brick but then on the other hand there's somebody on the very far end that they'll snap out of different consciousness states at the behest of whoever's handling them like you wouldn't believe and they can really weird intense (sighs) things can go on with their brain right memory (laughs) forgetting stuff doing automatic recalls like these guys have these techniques man there was a lot of creepy people walking around at that time. and knew. I don't know if these techniques are still known, but they were doing using them on the uh, unwittingly on the public and people. I mean, the, the real story of him is just uh, of Sirhan Sirhan is incredible. Do you know like Do you know like the background of Radio Man and stuff like that?
1: No, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar with him personally, but I do believe that. Psychic assassins and remote control and uh, remote influence is a very real thing. I mean, I've had uh, Lynn Buchanan on my show, which the uh, the movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats" is based off of. Um, I had him on, and he was actually approached by the intelligence community. A uh, uh, men in black type figures uh, came to him and asked him if they could, uh, you know, control uh if he could influence or kill somebody with his mind like outright just uh you know kill the person with with his mind and he said no uh he told them that he wouldn't do it but then I asked him in the interview with him I was like hey yeah it's l-y-n-l-y-n Buchanan um I asked him outright I was like hey uh I know that you said that you wouldn't do it right but could you do it could you do it if you had to and he said yeah absolutely i could have done it right. and i'm like That's holy intense. crap
0: i heard you the know? same thing with the remote viewing they said oh it doesn't work and then the real truth is like it only has 80 percent effectiveness and that was the way they covered it up it's like oh yeah it's not 100 percent provable but like four four out of five times we always get it right have you ever heard that story
1: Yeah, I have heard that story. And also in the documents, that's what SRI International was concerned with was, uh, can, can we verify that what these psychic remote viewers are viewing, is it going to be real? And is it going to be applicable? And is the intelligence community actually going to use the findings that these remote viewers use. And uh, they did a bunch of studies on it. They would just throw out coordinates to these remote viewers and they would have them immediately view the, uh, the, the coordinate that they gave them. And it, it turned out that they were almost spot on almost every single time. Now, this being the two test subjects that they had at the time, which was Pat Price and Ingo Swan. Right. If you just gave it to a uh, a new remote viewer that's probably only done it a couple of times, then you know they're probably not going to be as accurate. But these two individuals were very gifted and they had natural abilities, which is another interesting thing that goes back to the out of body experiences and the near death experiences unlocking these abilities. Ingo Swan actually talked about having out of body experiences whenever he was younger because he was being bullied for being gay, and that's my connection there to these out of body and NDE indie experiences. A lot of these remote viewers that have a natural ability to do it from the very beginning has had some kind of near death experience or some kind of out of body experience. Now that doesn't mean that everybody that's a remote viewer has had an NDE or an out of body experience because some people can be trained to do it. Like the, a lot of the every remote viewer that I've ever interviewed has always stated that everybody has the capacity and the ability to remove you. You just have to be trained to be able to do it. Now, the people that have had the ability that didn't know what it was, I personally believe was activated through a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience. And that's what gave them the natural ability. And that's what is referred to in this uh, SRI uh, syndicate document is that they already possessed, they meaning Ingo Swan and Pat Price already had a natural developed ability within them. Now, a lot of the people that were a part of the Stargate project, the Sunstreak document, the uh, Grill Flame programs, some of them didn't have a natural ability already. They just had some weird experiences or uh, something like that that brought them into the program or that they were interested in. it, And then they became trained to be able to remove you. So...
0: Interesting, isn't there like a correlation too with SRI and some of these Stargate guys? They were all high-level Scientologists.
1: That I actually haven't asked any of them about that, but that is what I have heard. Um, St- Stephen A. Swartz that I had on my show, which is a uh, researcher, he he talked about that that um, uh, that a lot of the people in the that was a part of the Stargate project besides. Russell Targ, which Russell Targ wasn't a part of the project, he was, uh, he just worked at SRI, Stanford Research Institute International, with Hal Puthoff, but everybody in there besides one or two were uh, Scientologists, which I find interesting. And that's something that I keep forgetting to ask them in my interviews, which would be a, a very interesting topic to dive into. I need to remember but to do that. It's a
0: weird overlap because I think that that's what you're kind of trying to do in Scientology is like expand your, you know, third eye or whatever. I don't really know, but I think it's not. Scientology, you're supposed to go up a tier like a like a cult or something or like the a cult group and, and to the point where you're like operating thetan, which means that you're above space and time and like you can do all. It's supposed to promise you super natural power that's really what it is so it would make sense that somebody who'd be comfortable coveting supernatural power would want to remote view or thought that they had already done it oh i'm an ot7 i can re- i can do this anyway you want me to remove hmm. view? that's not a challenge that's what i do and that's if you watch like the real scientology they go into alternate states they're i mean they may not know what they're doing but they're definitely going into kind of like hypnotized self-hypnotized it's a lot like uh a course of miracles is very strange
1: yeah i'm gonna that's something that i've been meaning to ask them but i'm really excited whenever i'm speaking with them and i have just like a, a bunch of questions but that has been in the back of my mind to uh to ask some of the people that were a part of the stargate project if they were Scientologists because that's a that's a pretty big uh, important thing (laughs) and that probably gets
0: overlooked (laughs) all that stuff overlaps that's the whole thing Stargate MK Ultra Scientology CIA they're they're all kind of cutting edge Scientology was considered very advanced you know you're supposed to be getting the highest technology and stuff like that so it would make sense that the CIA is just involved in pushing forward the envelope of human understanding At the time of like the rise of all these psychiatrists and psychologists, it was a very strange, curious era that that humanity's never gone through. But it was really uh, in the post-war U.S. experience. All the other European countries, you know, they kind of gave up on it after the war. All that stuff. Mm -hmm. At least the Nazis, it seems to me, to my understanding.
1: Well, what's interesting is during Project Paperclip, um, we got a lot. America got a lot of the Nazi. The Nazi aerospace technicians, we got a lot of the uh, scientists, the people that were creating propulsion devices and a lot of that. But Russia, Russia basically got a lot of the woo-woo people that were studying uh, psychic abilities and um, uh, extrasensory perception. Uh, from the Nazis after World War II because we didn't really believe in that stuff here in, uh, in in America. So Russia was like, Hey, yeah, bring all those people over, you know, and that's, that's where so cool. the whole thing uh, comes from, you know, Russia supposedly doing remote viewing experiments to, uh, you know, collect intelligence data on foreign assessments. That was one of the other things that got us into Uh, opening up these psychic spy programs within the dia and army intelligence because we received information that the soviets were doing it and doing the experimentation as well which i haven't found any proof of i haven't found anything in the documentation that i have that proves that russia was actually Uh, using psychic abilities and remote viewers to collect intelligence information, but it's referred to. But um, I do have a Russian document that talks about the study of remote viewing and the the work that they were doing, but nothing that verifies that they were using psychics and remote viewers. Uh, They were using them in the field, that they had an applicationable uh, use for them in any sort of intelligence data collection. But we received that information from wherever that the Soviets were doing these experimentations. And we were like, ah, oh, shit, we got to jump on this. We'll, we'll right. put together a group. We'll put together a unit real quick. But then that's also coupled with uh, Pat Price and Ingo Swan remote viewing the base in West Virginia, the top secret military installation, the uh, underground base in West Virginia that really spooked them as well. So it was a multitude of things. It was not only, well, if our people can remove view something psychically and get classified information, uh, then who else is doing it? Is our enemy doing this as well? So I think that they used the excuse that the Soviets, which this is all during the cold war to officially open a psychic remote viewing psychic spy program, uh, within the, uh, DIA and army intelligence. Wow! Well,
0: so they're still doing it. I had a guest last week, Dr. Marcel Polte. you should interview him, but he hired somebody third party to remote view. He says it works. So they're still, people are still remote viewing. They just may not be doing it under the auspices of, uh, some, you know, Stanford affiliated, uh, organization that's getting money, secret money from the government. But i mean that's it's a kind of almost like an occult uh they would call it astral travel under a different name but it has i mean it's probably the same thing but just with different uh word. i mean it could be it could definitely be perceived as occultism in some ways it's pretty oh
1: absolutely that was the whole thing with sri was in one of these sri documents that I read, I would have to pull it up to find the exact quote. I'm just going off of my memory, of course. Um, that they said that remote viewing is has different terms within different uh, aspects of literature, right? And psychologically, uh, it is called disassociation which is really, really interesting because that's what they were doing with MKUltra programs was disassociating the person from their body, right? Dissociative Identity Disorder is a known side effect of MK Ultra, and also with Multiple Personality Disorder, which DID has just been, uh, Multiple Personality Disorder has just been renamed DID, but that was a known thing. And then uh, parapsychologically was uh, astral travel, uh traveling clairvoyantly, right. And uh the occult I can't remember what the occult term uh that they astral used. travel. I
0: think I think that's what Crowley would have talked to uh said astral travel. He thought he could travel and communicate with people in Asia when he was in England, but he said <laughs> it successfully showed up. And I mean, I'm, a lot of these guys do that stuff. I mean, there there's pictures of uh David Bowie in kind of the astral travel outfit where he's in blue and it has the the silver thread where you're supposed to be pulled back to your body so some of these guys do some pretty intense parapsychological slash esoteric stuff it's pretty wild but these guys were doing it too but being studied and stuff like that yes it
1: then Actually, becomes the question to uh william is what if if you can do that and you can get on side of your body and you can travel astrally can you affect things in your environment, can you move objects, which is a study that SRI was doing as well, which was called perturbation of objects, which is pretty much a remote telekinesis, right, where you wow. can move an object that is not in your, your surroundings. And the study basically concluded that it is possible to do this. They did enough studies. I think they did 10 um 1030 I think 10 to 30 different studies on each uh, thing that they were doing, but and they've concluded that it is possible but more data needed to be collected uh, to verify that it was real. But that is a very interesting aspect. see remote viewing covers such a wide range of different things that, that you can do. There's different styles of remote viewing, right You got CRV, which is coordinate remote viewing. You got uh, transatlantic remote viewing, which is remote viewing over a far distance, which could be remote viewing the moon, remote, remote viewing things in space, remote viewing Mars, any of that stuff. And then you have um, perturbation of objects, which is remote telekinesis. You got remote influence. You got remote control. You know, there's so many different applications for remote viewing. And that's what makes me believe that the CIA shut down the Stargate program in 95 and then they just started up a different kind of psychic remote viewing program that uh, had a different application than just collecting intelligence data for uh, the intelligence, excuse me, community. Right? And that's what makes me believe that because the, the whole phenomenon has evolved since it very first started with SRI. They figured out all these different applications for it. And every single intelligence community that studied it found an application for it. Right? And that's another thing is that normally one intelligence community, one group of people takes the fall for doing something. Right. Meanwhile, all of the other intelligence community has had their hands in the pot as well, and is continuing right. running the projects. Right. Just like right, isn't also- that you say?
0: Like the DIA, DIA was doing something along with the military, you know, uh, military intelligence along with the CIA. They all have their separate programs, right?
1: Yeah, they're all doing their separate programs. Just like with the MK Ultra too. Whenever the CIA uh, got caught up in all that MK Ultra stuff and they uh, got in trouble for all that and experimentation on the brain, well, the Air Force was doing the exact same thing. Air Force was running an MK Ultra program as well, and they've never been made to come clean about their experimentations into MK Ultra and the DIA, Army Intelligence, DOD, uh, um, NSA. And even NASA at one point was involved in the study of psychic phenomenon, but the DIA and army intelligence are the ones that took the rap for it. And while I I don't think,
0: I don't think they probably ever stopped in 1975 when they got busted and, you know, people were coming down hard on the Intel agencies. They just morphed, started a new one, took what they knew and probably pressed forward today with the high technology. I think they can probably zap somebody or hypnotize them through the internet if not the TV. The TV itself may be one giant hypnotized box, too. Yeah, the TV,
1: the internet, these technologies that can infiltrate into your mind, because I think that it evolved. They got out of using humans uh, for their programs, for these remote viewing programs, and they're like, hey, how can we Take humans completely out of the equation. How can we take these psychics out of the equation? And then they just built some kind of technology to be able to do the exact same thing. Because when you get humans and people involved, there's always the chance that they blow the whistle, they become a whistleblower and talk about the things that they've experienced and all that. We've seen that several times. But the interesting part about this is what would be the reason for the Air Force to run and do MKUltra experiments? Right? What would be the reason for them to do that? And then you think, oh, well, you look at the UFO phenomenon, right? How, how big of uh, attention has UFO phenomenon been getting in the past three
0: years? Huge. It's enormous.
1: Right? And then you think, oh, well, is it possible that these people that have been abducted and that's had these experiences or seen something strange in the sky – Could this be a manipulation from a technology and making people see this stuff, making people think that they were abducted by an off-world species of aliens, which is another interesting thought and another interesting idea because there were experiments that the Air Force was doing that they would do an experiment out in the open, like at a park or – uh, some kind of residential neighborhood, right? And they would, people would see something weird in the sky that they'd never seen before. And then they would be approached by this uh, weird uh, gentleman, sometimes a a man in black or uh, a a weird looking figure uh, that kind of doesn't seem normal and would ask all the individuals of exactly what they saw in the sky right so that sounds like an op to me that sounds like yeah. that they're doing experimentation with uh, seeing weird stuff
0: on the public yeah just do, doing stuff I mean you don't really know if that's what's really scary I mean it's almost like X-Files level where like what's really real I mean I've heard stories I've read stories where like faked abduction type stuff see if they could get away with it um, so it's a, you're in kind of a strange Strange world. And I think some of these shooters, I mean, a lot of these guys are online. The, the guy who was uh went to Buffalo had like an so-called ex FBI agent online, so that may be another kind of way to of like an MK V2, V3, or something going on where they're manipulating people to do crazy stuff, these young, impressionable kids, impressionable kids. There was one shooting that took place during the Trump administration at the garlic festival, and he was there and something happened. It was right after epstein got busted and people were like why are you doing this he said i don't know he didn't like Mm -hmm. it's a strain he didn't have like a motivation like i hate white people therefore i'm going you know going on rampage he just said he didn't know like it was like he was programmed to kill or something so there's strange things going on there's a lot of handlers and weird things going on but uh, and there's
1: proof of that too in a project called project spellbinder What's it? Can you explain that? What's Which okay. was ran by uh Sidney Gottlieb with the intention to mind control uh someone to uh, assassinate Fidel Castro, oh, right? And then there's a well, lot that's... of theory theories that that person that was supposed to be mind controlled and brainwashed to assassinate. Fidel Castro was uh, actually Oswald.
0: Interesting. So he was actually <laughs> supposed to be supposed to be the fall guy for some other project. Yep. But it turned out to be a different one. Yeah. That's crazy. Where did you read about that? Where's that information?
1: Just type in Project Spellbinder on YouTube.
0: Okay. I have to look more into Gottlieb. Uh, Ryder, we are at the one hour mark. Really fascinating. Him super knowledgeable, know a lot. You're familiar, kind of, with this uh, milieu, this environment of the UFOs and alternate kind of uh, media and stuff like that. Is there anything you'd like to add? Anything we missed?
1: No, really just uh, to to the viewers, the people that are watching this or listening to this on uh, audio platform, just do some, just do some research, right? I, I try and tell people if you're, if you're listening to someone and uh, they're, they have outrageous claims, they have outrageous thoughts and outrageous ideas, just research one thing that they said, right? And try and dig into that thing that they, that one thing that sparked your mind and you're like, Hey. Uh, I want to find out if this is real, you know, just research one thing. You don't have to research everything because that takes up a lot of time. And I understand that people have other important things to be doing in their life. You know, they have jobs, they have work, they have kids, they have a husband, they have a wife, you know, and they have a family. So just take the time to listen to uh, people and exactly what they're saying. And if something sounds crazy wackadoo then it probably is crazy and wackadoo and just research it just type it into google and click on a few articles to actually read about it and you'll find that it's either complete bogus nonsense or it's uh something that it's not it's something real that is uh being covered up by the wackadoo uh bullshit nonsense. And I implore anybody to research any of the things that I talked about in this interview that I didn't say was a part of my personal thoughts or my personal beliefs, right? I put a caveat on everything that I say that I don't have proof or evidence for. And I say, oh, this is my personal thought, this is my personal belief. Like And the things that I didn't say that on are factual information. And I implore people to look it up so thank you so much i appreciate you having me on this evening it was a wonderful conversation
0: yeah thank you thanks for uh, joining me where's the best place for people to listen to your stuff it's your youtube channel right uh
1: youtube Rockfin, uh odyssey rumble uh and any and all podcast platforms i am on all of them so yeah and it's raised
0: by giants writer r-y-d-e-r lee and i see on your youtube you can contact you through social media right Yes,
1: Twitter Um, Twitter at Raised by Giants Eight, Instagram at uh, Raised by Giants Pod.
0: Awesome, and it was Ryder Lee, and we kind of covered some a lot of interesting subjects uh, just today. So it was global mind control, MK Ultra, and some assassins. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Thank you. All
0: right, take care. Stay there.